Hey there, and welcome to another edition of Snap Tackle Pod. I'm Mick Schaefer of KSHV 41. He is Dion Casso of Preps KC. That's it. That's all you need for this show each and every week. You need nothing else because we provide all the knowledge. Actually, I provide the questions. Dion, <laughs> hopefully you brought the knowledge again. Sometimes. We'll see. Occasionally. We'll see. Uh, it is Snap Tackle Pod. It is uh, high school football galore here in Kansas City, and that is our topic each and every week on the show um we always start kind of looking back Dion. so let's start looking back uh i don't think liberty north is interested whatsoever in any sort of debate <laughs> as to who is the best big class team at least on the western side in the state of missouri because they're no, just running through competition i don't think so i think they're i think they are as advertised and you know one of those things that uh, when i talked to coach jones before the season He's like, well, you know, we don't have a lot of guys have that Friday night experience and, and we don't have that, you know, we got to figure out what we're about. And um, so they would go down to Bentonville, Arkansas, and they, they get down a couple touchdowns early and they play them even on for the rest of the way. And they really, I think that was the best thing for them. They, they went down in a huge atmosphere, got on the field, got their feet wet, you know, no offense to a Blue Spring South or a team that's not as good as them. If they play them in week one, they win by four or five touchdowns. I don't think it does them any good. Win or lose against Bentonville in that huge stadium with that huge crowd, you know, the first game of the year where everybody's all amped up, um, they really uh, they really got their feet wet. I think they looked around and said, we can play with these guys. Mm-hmm. We're good enough. They weren't shell-shocked. And then they, they, they've basically been even with Bentonville and, and three to four touchdowns better than everybody else they've played since that point. Bentonville's just uh... – taking care of Kansas city schools these last couple of years, a couple of wins over rockers. They came up and beat mill Valley last year in the COVID year state championship team. It's a big time program. It's a huge school. They've got over like 3,000 students. Yeah. It's a massive school. um, It's kind of like Texas light. I think their stadium holds eight or nine, 10,000 people. And And there's a Bentonville West too. It's not like they haven't split. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's a huge deal. And, and, you know, there's a little Walmart money down there, too. So, I mean, they, 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 there's all kinds of money around that program. My uh, sister-in-law is a former Walmart corporate employee and uh, lives down in Rogers, and there's a lot of that money down there. And um, they really got it going at Bentonville, and that's one of those things. And somebody on Facebook asked me, like, why can't City play all these teams? And I'm like, well, you know, when Rockhurst or CBC or some of these teams that are really good, they have a hard time getting games. And so they're willing to come up here and play. And I think, yep. you know, places like Liberty North and Rockhurst and, and Mill Valley, and uh, I think Blue Springs played them – Three years ago, four years ago, I think, or, or played Rogers, one of the two of them down there, and um, it gave him a chance to kind of see, you know, what what you can measure yourself up. There's nothing, there's nothing better than going and playing somebody that's good, that you that you probably feel like you could play with, and that and that you won't ever see again. Uh, <laughs> you and, know? You're, and you're going to learn from them too. I think uh, some of the best programs in Kansas City aren't afraid of a loss. They're not afraid, especially now where everybody makes the playoffs. Kansas City, yeah. Missouri, nobody's afraid to take an L. No, and, and there's such thing as a good L. I mean, and if you're a class six team going out and playing uh, a Bentonville, it doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt you to play down, but at least you're playing a team that's the same size as you or your, if you're a class five or class 14, uh, there's some great wins out there. I mean, you can go up and play a couple, up a couple uh, notches. And if you get a win, even if, even a, an L, you know, you get some bonus points out of that on the Missouri side. So uh, no, it's, it's a good, you know, I, you're going to see Bentonville up here uh, or, or teams going down there for a while, I think. Uh, hey, should we be talking about Park Hill Southmore? They're three and zero, and I don't know the first time they're going to lose. Taking a look at their schedule, this is the team that could uh, end the regular season at what uh, eight and one, nine and zero, I think. 
Yeah, I think so too. You know, they got North Kansas City out there. That's probably their toughest run. Lee Summit, by the by the time they play Lee Summit, if Lee Summit isn't too banged up, they should be a lot better. That's a young uh, team as well. So those are probably the two best chances they have. They, you know, Briggs Bartosh, they're outstanding. Um, tailbacks having a great year. Uh, Moody Rubin, uh, who's, who's I think, brother at, at Tanea Rubin is at Clemson. Um, so they've got some really good players on that team. You know, the thing about it is, is you wonder – they're playing in the suburban red and along with Lee Summit, they're the only class 16. And while Oak Park is better um, and, and North Kansas city is really good and they're a good class five team, they're ranked. Um, you don't know if that week in week out is going to have them ready to go when they get into that class six um, setup. So no, it's definitely going to be uh, interesting to see how they come out of that. They're in the same district with Liberty and Liberty North. Uh, so it's, it's going to be fun. I, and Park Hill who's <laughs> who's two and one quietly two and one. So yeah. no, it's uh uh, Park Hill South is a team to keep an eye on, um, but you just don't know when they get up against the Liberty North or the Park Hills or something like that, that if, they, if they've got that experience. That being said, they may be more healthy, and that might be the best thing for them, too. Yeah, it's crazy, and there's no Park Hill, Park Hill South matchup in the regular season. No, and that's happened every once in a while. I, you know, I think it, it didn't happen right off the bat, and it, then they were pretty much paired up there for a long time. They're different conferences, but you figure that, okay, you know, two district schools like that would always find a way to play. Yeah. The, the, I think the, this, this cycle, they didn't. Um, and so, and it's interesting because this is the cycle that where they made the move and moved some students from Park Hill to Park Hill South. So I don't know if maybe that was intentional, keep them apart for a couple of years before they get them back together. But no, I, you know, I don't know what the suburban conference is going to do because, you know, there's, there's 10 schools now. Uh, or Yeah. I think it's 10 schools that are, that are um, in class six. And I don't think they want to 10, team conference yeah. and you got Excelsior Springs coming in the, in the next year and that'll, that'll push somebody up. And so I'm not sure I, who knows if, if we don't build any schools over here and the Lee summits and the, and the, you know, Staley's only one away, you know, they're yeah. coming too. And, and, you, and if we keep bumping teams up, they're going to have to do some things, you know, they're going to be two, maybe class six conferences in the suburban conference before it's all said and done. No, good point. Hey, uh, Rockhurst has an O and three next to its name. They played some great competition. We talked about Bentonville. But that's just weird seeing an O and yeah. Rockers and uh, next to, to Kelly Donahoe's name. Well, and, and it's they probably had a good chance to win that Park Hill game. That one got away from them. They went for two, got held up short. So that that was kind of a coin toss game that didn't go their way. Uh, and, and they were winning at Ray Peck, and Ray Peck kind of blitzed them in the second half and scored twenty unanswered and scored in the last minute. So you know that you look at it, you go, oh, they could easily be two and one, uh, but they're zero and three. That's a team that a lot of their talent are sophomores. And freshmen and juniors, they've got a ton of really good freshmen. So they uh, they really are a team that's probably going to be better at the end of the season, but probably is looking more towards next year or the year after. Gotcha. Hey, over on the uh, Kansas side, should we be circling October 8th, Blue Valley North and Blue Valley Northwest? Uh, that date, it seems like they're on just a collision course in the EKL for each other. Yeah, I think so. I think it's definitely a, a game you want to keep an eye on. Uh, you know, Northwest and uh, and North are really both just dominating right now. And, and it's uh, one of those things that, you know, North, Henry Martin always done this with six touchdown passes in each of his first two games. Really? I joke with John, 12? Yeah, wow. he's got 12. I joked with John Holmes today for a radio show before we went on the air, and I said, um, you know, it's a situation where, hey, don't feel bad. You give up six in the first week. They give up six the next week at Blue Valley West. So yeah. he's having an outstanding year. He has, uh, yeah, so far 93 points. Uh, North has put up. Uh, conversely, Northwest in their two games has put up uh, just under ninety. Uh, so, yeah. like we said, uh, collision course, and and they've all 
both of them have played uh, two good opponents. Um, well, yeah, you, you look at Blue Valley West, and that's a good football team. I mean, they got tailback who's over 300 yards in two games. I mean, and, Northwest has got a Miege and a Blue Valley scalp already. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, they're both playing really good teams. And, and you know, you look at Miege, they got Aquinas this week, and, and they could be 0-3. You're talking about Rock. Well, then they got Rockhurst. <laughs> well, and let's mention the last Blue Valley school here that we haven't mentioned. Yeah. Uh, Blue Valley Southwest, a big win over DeSoto on the road last week. Yeah, and I was a little stunned by that. I thought it would be a toss-up game, but I kind of lean on DeSoto the last few years. But they're they're young. They've got a lot of new players at DeSoto, but they'll they'll still be in good shape at the end of uh, that run there. You know, the, the end of the season, they're always usually pretty good. I know that the Mill Valley guy, like you may have a different opinion of that, but they always get better. Brian King does a great job. But hats two off of Mill to Valley's Orr. closest games the last two years <laughs> yeah. have gone in those, those what, quarterfinals uh, yeah. through DeSoto and gone down to the wire. Yeah, but no, Blue Valley Southwest, good for them. Uh, and that's you're, you're starting to see them get some success, and, and that could build. And, and they're in 5A. Just, so, yeah. They're in 5A. So, you know, you got them and Mill Valley and Aquinas and, and DeSoto. And, and uh, you know, uh, it's going to be it's gonna be interesting. You know, here's a team in 5A that we don't talk about because it seems weird to have them in 5A, who's off to a 2-0 start is Spring Hill. Spring Hill. They Playing got knocked well. out by Mill Valley last year. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, they, they won a game in the playoffs to get there. So no, they just beat Payola and, and did it pretty easily. And so, no, it's a, it's 5A. Like I think 5A maybe have, has less depth than 4A does on the Kansas yeah. side, but 5A has looked really good. Where on 6A, you've got Blue Valley North and, and Blue Valley Northwest. And then, then there's a, probably a line. And then there's like a Blue Valley West and, or no, Olathe North and those three in there. And then yeah. there's probably a line. And, and then you kind of come down the next, next notch there. No, I think so as well. Uh, over in 4A, how awesome was that finish? Piper over Eudora. I think there are nine seconds on the clock uh, to begin the final play. And I think it was 50 yards. Uh, yeah. Pass over the top to Ethan and, Walker um, as time expired to, to get a walk-off win for Piper over Eudora. Yeah. And so a shout out to uh, one of the guys who does work for me, Ryan Walsh, works for gopowercat.com. And he's at that game and um, he's in the right spot. I mean, basically they threw the ball to him more or less. And he, and he got that shot. And the, the cool thing about it is, I don't know if he ever even intentionally, the scoreboard was behind him. So you could yeah. see the clock running as see they were going. getting ready to yeah. do that play. And then you, and, and they were in look, look like a man coverage there, which I, I don't know what that was about, but they beat him over the top and, and got that win. And it's funny because last year in the playoffs, Eudora scored 16 points and went for two touchdowns and two, two point conversions really? in the last five minutes and scored in the last 20 seconds to knock Piper out. Wow. So they've kind of handed it back and forth. Both those teams are good and are going to get better. I mean, they're younger teams. So uh, hats off to both those teams. And that's, that maybe might be the, the, the finish of the year so far. I don't know about the game the, of the year. Funny, the next night you saw Jacksonville State beat Florida State in similar yeah. fashion. I'm like, I saw that not last night. I've already <laughs> seen that. Yeah, well, it, and I'm just I'm just glad for our sakes that uh, Ryan Wallace was there. Oh, and, and he's like, he, he, said, well, he said, he goes, I'm standing there and I'm thinking to myself, they're probably not going to get it in, but if I don't hit yes. record. Because, <laughs> because Eudora had just scored with like a minute left. Oh, yeah. And it was apparent. It looked like, okay, Eudora's going to win this thing. From the 50. together uh, a couple <laughs> plays and uh, wins the game. That was amazing. All right, so let's look ahead here to week three in Kansas, week four mm -hmm. in Missouri. Uh, Dion, let's start with your Kansas side, REMAX, big three, and you got to start with the Holy War, right? St. Thomas, Aquinas, yep. Catfish, and Miege. Aquinas 2-0. Miege 0-2, but Miege played, played the tougher competition, probably, 
yeah. um, so far. I think this is maybe a more even matchup than what their their records might indicate. And and you know, I think it uh, Aquinas played St. James, and they played Luther North from St. Louis, which has got still got some dudes. They don't have Carl Reed, the coach uh, who led them to a state championship, and uh, you know that's that, that's still a really good team. And they've got you know D one talent, and that was a shootout. That was back and forth all the way until a pick six. Yeah. late kind of iced it for for Aquinas and um Sean Carroll their outstanding tailback at Aquinas is really doing a great job and 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 I think they're really pretty dominant but you know John Holmes said he goes about a quarter into that game last week he goes we started to find our foot he goes we're kind of we're kind of starting to put it together a lot of new places now I've had people tell me they don't look like the the, the BH team of four and five years ago. I, I, and I said to somebody, well, you mean the age team that was the best team in Kansas, no matter what class. Yes. Yeah. It's going to be hard for them to continue. They, to they open with blue Valley North and blue Valley Northwest. We just yes. talked about it. Yeah. They could be the top two teams uh, in Kansas, maybe outside of Derby. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's so they're, you know, Asia, I think this is going to be a good one. Um, and both are on I, the I road. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, no kidding. This is our first game at home. Uh, so no, it's uh, and, and he, I think it's the, the first time they played, Aquinas at home and like you know like I don't know if they played him two years ago I think they played the game at Aquinas last year so yeah. uh John is John said they're really ready to go I I like Aquinas in this game just because I think they got a little bit more uh depth on the offensive defensive line but uh and and that you know that Aquinas defensive line is really good uh, really even good. though I mean they they bring a lot of people back from a team that that was pretty good Marshall, last year and they got C of E on that D yeah. line yeah two uh D1 guys so, no I think it's a good one no, I agree. Um, also on the Kansas side, we're going to be looking at uh, Lawrence Free State at Olathe North. Free State's better. They're 2-0. and A good couple of wins so far. But North has looked really, really good to you. <laughs> they haven't given up a point, scored over 100. Right. I mean, yeah, offensively and defensively. Yeah, and I, I think I think the, the better chance of this is it being a shootout if, if Free State's Free State kind of want to want to get into a scoring thing with them and try and score quickly with Jet. Free State showing they can score, but they're also giving up points as well. Oh yeah, they're giving up some points, so it's it's good. They're gonna have to get out and maybe get a stop, get a turnover, get a two two score lead, and just say, okay, let's go back and forth. Uh, and, you know, and good for Free State. You know, they were winless last year, and that program is not used to that at all. Um, and they've and they bounced back and gotten two good wins to start the season. And um, this is the best test that they've had, and uh, they're definitely gonna be challenging. No late the North. Looks really good. I mean, they, they bring back a lot of players off that team. And this is a, a group that's they've been kind of pointing to. And I think, you know, maybe if Arlen Bruce had stayed last year, they would have had a shot to beat Blue Valley North. I don't know if they get Derby. I mean, Derby was still, you know, by the end of the year last year, was back to being Derby. Yeah. Uh, and so I don't know if they would have got them. But this group right here that was juniors and then that they had a pretty good senior class or a pretty good group of seniors. I think this, this junior class that became seniors has a little more depth to it than they like it a lot. Uh, yeah, uh, Jet Deneen, the quarterback of Free State, he's back. I'm, I, I see his brothers all over on Saturdays at KU and KU <laughs> yeah. uh, playing. Of course, the oldest Deneen, uh, uh, Joe, uh, you know, graduated from KU and played a little bit in the uh, the NFL. So the fourth of those Deneen brothers. Uh, I thought we'd be done with him. I thought I think this is probably the last one. I think, I think isn't it? Free State wants the family to keep procreating, right? Yes, there. yeah, definitely really good for for the Firebirds. The last year, DeSoto at Baser Linwood. As well, it's like I like that nice kind of smaller school matchup. Five A against is Baser five A. They're four A this year. They're four A for now. I think they may be in five A the next time around, and uh, they uh, they are playing a different brand of football than they played the last couple of years. They are running the ball a little more. Zach Sizemore, their tailbacks having a great year, and he was a good. He was a really good tailback last year, but 
Um, they they threw the ball a lot more last year. It's a shame they say they lost uh, Jordan Brown, their Jordan Brown. receiver, to Free State. Well, and here's the, the thing about them last year. And you, if you, all you do is go look at the scores, you know, 40-something to 50-something, yeah. you know, 35 to 45. Uh, their defense was really young last year. But that meant they brought nine of them back, and now they're giving up like two scores a game. And Leavenworth's got nineteen total points they've given up. Yeah, and Leavenworth's got a good offense. Um, they they can move it up and down the field. They got some good players, and they held them to just you know twelve points I think last week. So it's a uh, it's a different little base for Linwood team. They got a defense that can play, and and Desoto is is uh, young in spots, and so you know when you're running flex bone, sometimes those first few weeks, if you're young and trying to learn those mesh points, uh, it takes a little while. But I. I, you know, talking with Coach King, he said, you know, we're, we're getting there. Um, you know, he likes it. And that, you know, they're always better at the end of the season. And they're, and they usually start pretty good. So um, they've been, you know, the only problem for DeSoto is Aquinas and Mill Valley. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they, they ran into, I mean, the best year they had was when the last time they were in 4A was like maybe Miege's best ran team. Ran into Miege, yeah. <laughs> and got maybe up, their and, best team ever. I think got like, up. DeSoto was like the only team to like lead Miege that season at all. I think let them like let them what late late in the second quarter and Miege just said, yeah, yeah. okay, we're gonna go yeah, ahead and take they didn't off. like that feeling. No, and that was Carter Putts and Jafar Armstrong, and I mean just yeah. loaded for bear. And that DeSoto team was that was a year that Weber was on that team. Yeah, I think it, that year if DeSoto was in five A, they may have had a better shot right. <laughs> than they did in four A. So no, that's a that's a good game. It's a fun game. That United Kansas Conference is slowly becoming uh, is a is a good five A league. Yeah. Um, and I I think if I'm I'm not correct, I think Piper's moving back over there, aren't they? Are they next okay. year? And then there's a uh, there's a Topeka Seaman I think is coming in too. So what I think what they're trying to build is a good five A league. Even though Lansing has dropped down to four A, I think Lansing is always going to kind of be on that line. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Piper's probably headed to 5A at some point. so point. many teams on that 4A, 5A line. You yeah. Spring Hill that's over it now, and, and there's there's Piper, and then there's Baser, you never know. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, I think that's a good – and, you know, they got Shawnee Heights in that league, and so that's a fun league, and yeah. uh, that's a really good game. That might be for the league title right there. All right. Uh, lastly here, uh, Missouri, Ray Peck at Lee Summit North. I mean, this is a, this is a no-brainer <laughs> right here. I, you know, I like the way Lee Summit North's playing. They're just taking care of their business. They haven't played the – the schedule that Ray Peck has, uh, but they have handled who they have needed to, you know, handle. But the only thing that I fear for at least some at North is Ray Peck's going to be ready to play football. They don't want to be two and two. Um, they don't want to be behind uh, Lee Summit North in a district. You know, this is a district implication game here. So this is a, a positioning game. Uh, so they're going to be fired up. I think this is going to be a good, tough physical game. Uh, I think, you know, that, that Liberty North, Liberty North d- did dominate that game. But there were a couple little chances there where guys were were open and running down the field and, you know, ball just off their fingertips for Ray Peck. So there were some scores that might have changed it up a little bit mm-hmm. and changed momentum and maybe brought that game back into question a little bit more. Um, that didn't really happen. They got up 21 nothing at halftime and, and look, never looked back. But, you know, let's not forget that, you know, Jaden Doss is on that on that Ray Peck sideline. They've, they've got a lot of good players. But, hey, there's 11 back on the Lee Summit North offense. And their defense has really improved this year. And that may be the biggest difference for Lee Summit North. We know their offense is good. We know they can score. But if that defense is holding teams to, you know, 10 points here, 14 points there, that really makes them a player. And let's not forget, the Liberty North Park Hill South group goes to one side of the state of the bracket. The Ray Peck, Brockhurst, Lee Summit North group, Lee Summit West, who's 3-0, quietly, yep. <laughs> goes to the other side of the bracket. So the, the dream – of the all Kansas City State Championship is is definitely viable this year. 
Black County at North Kansas City. That's also one of your Remax uh, Big Three games of the week. Platte County kind of coming out the gates slow, but uh, yeah. I mean, this this is a team that's been to back to back state championship games. You you figure they're going to be a team that gets better and better. You know, their defense is pretty good, and and their offense is kind of a work in progress. They got new players, and um, they're rebuilding a lot there. But no, this is a game, and you talk to both coaches. They really like this game. They're both in class five now. They're both going to be in class five for a long time. Uh, there's a good possibility within year, a few years they could be in the same conference. Uh, they like playing this game in the regular season. They played it the postseason last year as well. So uh, this this could become one of those nice little, you know, as Platte County Carney was when they were both in 4A and then Smithville and those guys got in the mix. Now North Kansas City is in that mix in five. So it's, it's definitely become a good robbery. And, and I think North Kansas City, you know, that defensive line they've got so outstanding. And unfortunately for Fort Osage last week, they, they had a, the left-hand side, two of their, their, their garden or tackle, I think it is, on the left-hand side, their seniors had COVID, so they were without. That's not the team you want to be without. They, had, they were sacked 11 times last week. Wow. And so you want, to be, you want to be healthy on the offensive line when you play North Kansas City. Well, I mentioned Black County. Okay, so they're 2-1 and one on this. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I lost Park Hill South. They're one and two. They lost bad to Park Hill South, but as we talked about, Park Hill South, might be one of the uh, surprise teams this year. They've come out of the gates fast. Uh, all right, last but not least, Summit Christian and Lafayette County. I like when you go off the board, off this, uh, outside the box, off the off the radar there, uh, Dion. Well, and this is – you talk about a game that's become a rivalry and that these two coaches scheduled this non-con game, and they played when Summit Christian was down in, in class two before they got the success bump up to three, which is – they'll tell you. They're not shy about telling you they were one or two students away from being class one. And they were wow. in class two and then got the success multiplier because they made it to the district three. championship wow. game. They won a couple of district championship games and now they're in three. Um, and they've been in, you know, back-to-back quarterfinals. They were in, in quarterfinal in, in class two and then they were in quarterfinal in class three when they won Odessa. They beat Odessa, not beat Odessa, but Odessa had to step out last year. So, no, Lafayette County is much improved this year. Um, and they, and they, were, they were a good team last year. They lost a penny, uh, class one penny in the first week of the season. Uh, I think you're going to find that there's no shame in that. Penny is good enough to win a state title. Yeah. in class one and we and, yet, and for those of you don't remember in the in the middle of the last decade penny or the early part of the last decade penny did the hey we're going to win one in class two. Oh wait we're in class two this year oh we're going to win one in class or class one. Oh, we're going to get bumped up to class two. Oh, we're going to win it up there too wow. they've done one of those those things which is not easy to do bump yeah. up a class and go get dominant and um they've had some great players they're like a Kellen Overstreet. So Lafayette County's one loss to them and they were leading that game late and got beat by one score. And some of Christian is just taking care of their business. Yeah. Uh, um, and they've you know, they've they've really handled it. And this is a fun game for both these teams. Uh, speaking of fun games, uh, Odessa at Oak Grove. That's our game of the week on KSHB 41 Sports. Uh, we're gonna be out there. McKenzie Nelson will be live at six o'clock and then uh turn uh post-game reaction for the 10. Uh I mean, Ode- I mean. Class three Missouri just seemed they're just some powerhouses, it seemed mm-hmm. like. And it's it probably led by, if not Blair Oaks, Odessa, who's still on what a 27-game win streak. Yeah. Crowd, do, do the Panthers have enough to stay up with the uh with the with the Bulldogs? The Panthers need to find a way to stop teams from getting in the end zone. They've given up 112 points in the last two games. Yeah. To Richmond and to center. Odessa's so, looking it's chops. Odessa and 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 they're gonna run right at them and um, Odessa definitely is a, is a team that, uh, that that winning streak is long and the regular season winning streak goes back to the start of the 2018 season. They've not lost a regular season game since 2017. So amazing. Yeah, they're they're pretty dominant. And that's a that's a great game. It's always a good rivalry. Um, 
if Oak Grove, Oak Grove can score, they scored 40 last week yeah. on center. They can run the ball. But this is definitely going to be their biggest test. Their biggest test, they're coming off games with Richmond and center. So, I mean, that says a lot about Odessa right there. Yeah, absolutely. All right, that'll do it for this edition of Stat Tackle Pod. Dion's going to be probably in that chair. He's the guy in the chair yes. on Friday nights, updating all the schools. So check out, uh, I love it at halftime, checking out, oh, man, I can't believe you know, Blue Valley West is winning or Aquinas is down and all that stuff. And seeing the scores from across the state, uh, they're pretty much up to the minute scores updated by Preps KC. Check out uh, our highlights at uh, 10 o'clock on our Under the Light show, 15 minutes every single Friday night from 10.15 to 10.30. Dion will appear on uh, on that show of Highlights for Preps KC, our own highlights uh, as well, and then full coverage throughout the night and the next day at PrepsKC.com. Did that cover it all? Yeah, that's it right there. That's what we do. <laughs> all right, for Dion, I'm Mick. We'll see you next time right here on Snap Tech.